From Breaking Bad to Calling Soul, agents led by Son of Call. Oh, Game of Thrones, who's the next to die? House of Cards is full of lies. Supergirl just flew on by. We're chilling, watching Netflix. How much time's gone by? We're talking TV. From suits to supernatural. Talking TV. Blacklist and the Rebels. Sherlock's Big Bang with Orphan Black. True Detective bombed at second crack. The Walking Dead. Arrow and the Flash. Get on a geek, we're talking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5, Episode 2, just premiering the uh, second half of the uh, two-part premiere, which of course here in Australia was split up over two weeks. My name is Mitch, joining me, Captain Marvel of Get on a Geek himself, Maddie. what's doing? Well, hello. We're back, mate. We are here last week talking uh, Orientation Part 1. Unfortunately, while we had to wait three months to get uh, Season 5 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. here in Australia... We then had to wait an extra week to get the second half of the premiere episode. But whatever, we're happy. It's on seven flicks. We're getting it in Australia. Yeah. We don't have to resort to being pirates of any description and streaming illegally. None of that business. We're watching it. It's finally here. And we've seen the second half of the uh, pilot episode. Ah, <sighs> Where do you want to start? Because I know we were both pretty big fans of the way that it all kicked off last week. And I, I, my take out at the end of this episode was that... We still didn't get any fits. There was no Earth, like, present day stuff rather than in their future setting. But it's probably a good thing they didn't do that because this was part two of, of a two-part episode. So mm. I should look at it as one episode from the beginning of last week. And I think to show fits and show whatever's going on in the present day, it would take away from the intensity and the stakes of what, what their future set timeline, what, whatever's going on there. There was a moment where I was like, have they written him out? Like, is he is he gone? Have they yeah. have they have they put Yo-Yo in and got rid of Fitz? And I <laughs> I'm like, surely not, because there's been no resolution to him and Gemma. Yep. So I'm like, okay. And I just looked it up, and I'm like, oh no no, he's still there. Okay, he's still he still has the job. He's still there. He just got the old oh just just come in late, you know, come in just take another two weeks on your on your summer vacation. Yeah. And uh, just start late, you'll be fine. I wonder what that's like as an actor when you are one of the mainstays. You're one of, I guess now, I guess, what, six, seven main characters in this show. But he yeah, has been there since day dot. What's that like when you get the first script for season five and you're like, oh, no, we don't need you this week. Yeah. Episode two, oh, we don't need you this week. You There's know? a great story um, Jason Alexander tells from his Seinfeld days, George from Seinfeld. And one of the very early episodes, he wasn't in. And he didn't know that. Yeah. It was just, he just thought they were on, like, they were on a, you know, they had a two or three week break or whatever, knowing, not knowing he had a week extra break than everyone else. And apparently he went to, um, Larry David and, and the other producers and said, if that ever happens again, you won't have me for any episodes. What? He went, I don't care if I'm just in it for the opener. Yeah. For 30 seconds, he says, but I will be in every single How episode. early was that? Do you know how early? Uh, the first season. Wow. First season. Because there is also, I think... The waiting for a table at the Chinese restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Kramer's in that episode. Right. It's just the three of them in the Chinese restaurant. I, I just assumed that all four of them were in every single episode of that show ever. No, well, Elaine famously isn't in the pilot. See, I've never seen the pilot. Oh, I, really? I, yeah, I mean, I've, I've got the box set at home, and I have seen a much, like pretty much all of Seinfeld, but I haven't seen the last episode. I've never seen the first, probably a lot of the first season, oh, yeah. No, the, um, the pilot episode is the three of them. Kramer has his different name, Kessler. 
um, instead of Kramer. Right. Um, and the the fourth person and the quote unquote, you know, the chick was actually going to be a, a lady who worked at the diner, like a waitress. Yeah, yeah. But no, they scrapped that and brought Elaine in as like this ex-girlfriend who became his friend and all that sort of stuff. Wow. You're missing out on one of the great jokes though, because there's a... <laughs> There's a, there's a conversation they have in the final episode, which is word for word a conversation they have in the pilot episode. Oh, so you're wow. missing Excellent. out right. on this great callback because the, I think the last line of the, of the entire series is uh, Jerry going, I feel like we've had this conversation before <laughs> because it's literally the conversation from the first episode. Well, as fellow Get Into Geeker, Ben would have uh, would have told you, I've definitely got enough time to sit there and watch nine seasons worth of Seinfeld to catch up oh, on that sure. joke as much as I would love to. <laughs> And on our separate show, we will go into more Seinfeld and get into Seinfeld, but we uh, probably should get back on track with, with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because it's not like we didn't like this episode. We tend to do that. If we don't like something, we'll talk about something else. I did actually really like this episode. We got introduced to, I guess, the chief villain at this stage, Cassius. Mm. I tell you what, though. I was more interested. I don't I don't know her name. I didn't catch her name. But his little, like, offsider mute assassin oh, with chick. with the um, Benoit Balls of Death. Yeah. Um, Sanaya? Sen- did I write it down? I want to say it was something like that. I did I did hear them yeah. mutter it, I think, at one stage. I don't know. I was just taken by, I think, just the intensity she carried in, obviously the, the pattern design on her face, the balls, but the music. And I, I'll, just, I'll just play some of it now. Like, just that... And, it, like, every time she would just sort of have this look to the side, I'm like, this, this chick means business. And I, at that stage, we hadn't really been introduced to Kasaya, so I'm like, oh, she's she's it. You know, she's the baddie. Yeah. But then you find out, no, she's just, like, his, she's his chief henchman. Yeah. yeah. She's some scary shit. She's, uh, what's, what's that What's that one from uh, 007, the guy with the, the hat? Oh, Odd Job. Yeah, she's yeah, his she, Odd Job. She's Odd Job at this stage. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really interested in the white face paint, though. Like, yeah. I'm... I understand. Obviously, there he's a bit of a dandy. You can tell already he's a bit of a dandy, like a high class. You know, yeah, yeah, likes yeah. the finer things in life. Mm. So I'm assuming it's it's a show of status mm. because. But I want to know the difference, given that Ronan from Guardians of the Galaxy, who was also a Cree, uh, he had the black, mm. and I'm pretty sure. In some of the earlier seasons when we saw some Kree come to Earth in Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., didn't they have some black yeah, red they were, on their eyes or their mouth or something Yeah, they were like a lot that? more like Ronan. So I'm guessing... And the way that Ronan set himself up in Guardians was that he was all about the purity of their race and, and, and demanding respect and, 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 and respect as well for the traditions of their species and things. So uh, the way I've taken Cassius that he's more... He's just branching out. He's looking around. Obviously, they're they're hanging around humans. He's hanging around an old destroyed Earth now. Like he's just he's just sampling bits and pieces of what he wants. You know, he's he's a man of the galaxy mm. in a way. Like he's still very much, I guess, Cree, but he's he's not as um you know enriched in their in their traditions more, and values. It, it's funny. He's almost seems more like a like a spoiled prince or something yes, like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. As opposed to Ronan and, and the other Cree warriors we've yep. seen, which made it interesting that. Sanaya or whatever we could look it up but we won't <laughs> um, she seems like a warrior as well so to me it's interesting that she does she has the white face paint not the black mm. it does look very cool mm. like it's it almost reminds me of um, old school sci-fi when like someone would be 
telepathic or something like that, and they darken ev- like darken the entire shot and just yeah, kind of yeah, highlight yeah. their eyes or something like that. It just reminds me of one of those old kind of tricks. And then we we had again old man. I probably should look up character names. The bloke that uh, that you know showed up in like the pseudo sort of Iron Man mask last week, and we thought he was a bad guy. You know, he he, he oh, grabbed that May. Deke or Zeke or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they've thrown a lot of characters at us very early, so mm. I think it'll take us a couple of weeks to um sort of start to remember names. Get used to everyone. Yeah, and and the way sort of towards the end where he he's in like his own version of the um of the framework essentially, like he's got mm. his own little like um. Uh, parlor where he just goes and hangs out, plugs himself into the matrix, and wireless uh, too. Yeah, fantastic. Well, just Daisy just falls into it. Step under the light, away you go. You're done. And he's in there, and he's in an old school Earth bar, and he's watching footage. He sees her, and he's like, "Oh, that's yeah, that's you. Oh, you're Quake. Oh, you destroyed the world." And I'm like, "What do you? How do you figure that? Like, mm. if she travelled here from the past when the world was still very much intact, and now she's here." Like, of course, unless he's assuming that once she travels back to her own time, she will then go on to destroy the world. Whatever. But at this stage, yeah, she ha- he's some judging weird timeline her. Rules at yeah, the moment, he's looking at her like, you are the villain. You are the one that did this. And she's like, I haven't done shit. Yeah. And she's like, well, if I'm... Well, my thought would be, well, if I'm in the future now, I couldn't have done it because the world was fine when mm. I was pulled out. So technically, they should be pulled into a future timeline where that never happened. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a little... But... I guess we haven't. They did mention something about the the obelisk that that pulled us in was different because mm, it. Mm. So maybe yeah. There's until we find out a bit more about that. Yeah, I'm willing to give it sort of the benefit of the doubt, but I do want answers on that. Yeah, I think just more so. I wanted him to say that and her just to sort of like quake his face and like fuck off, mate. Like you know, <laughs> don't you know who I am? One of the new characters I'm really not shining towards is Tess. Like the Michelle young... Rodriguez sort of light, light, yeah. light chick. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. There's see. Okay, so Zeke, Deke, whatever his name is, he has to take Coulson because they're going to go and search the dead guy's quarters for clues and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. She's given one job. She's given the job to keep the other guys together and to stop them from getting in trouble. <laughs> yeah. You know? And then all she does, she dumps Gemma and May off for no reason. It says, I'll just keep your head down and you'll be fine. And what happens to them? Mm. Gemma gets caught and yep. captured. Yep. Amazing. So I'm just like, chick, you had one job. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why did? Why couldn't they come with you? Like, if you're going to be searching for stuff, many hands make light work. Why didn't you all go? And there was a great moment last week where they said, "Hey, we should all split up. We've got three different missions." They're like, "That's how people die." Mm. Now we should definitely split up. Just cut to the next shot. They're all together in a group because they know that's their best chance of that's survival it. and yeah. getting shit done. This and week it's like, yeah, hang on, hang here for a second. They're gone. And this test chick just gives them like no information. Mm. It's not, oh, here's a couple of like dirty robes sit in the corner doing it. It's like, no, just wander around. As long as you keep your head down, you'll be fine. See, I'm used to these characters. I'm already looking at them and going, what about their clothes, man? They're going to stand out. Like, not only are their clothes different, but they're clean. Yeah. Right? Even the fact that Colson shows up and he's clean shaven, I'm like, I want to assume that you've got at least a bit of a scraggly sort of five day growth, like something. You stand out. You you do not belong there, and yet she's just happy to you know leave certain people just lying around and yeah. yeah no wonder they get into um, shit already. But wasn't wasn't a fa- not a fan of her so far. I'm okay, like, fair. Oh, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. She's got a bit to do. I mean, talk about Gemma. She um, uh, she's fucked. Like at the end, he puts that thing in her ear. 
Um, which I was a big Animorphs reader growing up as a kid. You had oh, the, yes. the Yerks, or the Yerks, how you pronounce the name. They were little slugs that climbed in your ear and took over your brain. That's and he right. basically shoved this, like, yeah, like liquid metal thing into her ear that didn't really take control of her, but, like, rendered her deaf at, at his will. It was a really yeah. strange sort of ability that he held over her and i'm like is that is that all it's gonna do or is is like taking away one of her senses gonna make her more susceptible to your commands yeah I, that that's what i thought is it affecting her brain in a way yeah and the the not hearing anything is just how they're representing it on how mm. we can actually perceive what's actually going on in her brain because she did te- seem to just kind of lose all emotion mm. and just kind of mellow out and just sort of cop what was happening to yeah her. yeah yeah so i was like mm. yeah i thought for sure that she'd been brainwashed i'm like oh really another main character of a marvel thing that's going to get brainwashed for you know and and, and x amount of time really okay but yeah. that's that, that doesn't seem like it's going to be the case ongoing she did have my favorite line of the episode though which is right at the start when she goes um i'm a biologist but i can invent time travel just give me a minute <laughs> like i was just like with everything that's going on i just love those little you know shorthand snarky yeah even when um uh, just straight up, straight from the previously on, when like the doors open and, and May and Gemma come out from the ship and meets up with Cole, and they're just a uh, Colson, and they're just like, "We're in space." Blah blah. blah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. They they both found out the same pieces of information in different ways. Yeah, it was cool like that. And just touching base to be like, "Yes, we we both know what's going on." It's in some lesser shows that maybe you and Ben and Terry talk about. <laughs> I feel like they wouldn't have that just one little moment to go. Yes, we're acknowledging that we both know the same piece of information from different ways, yeah. but now we know that the other person knows and yeah. we're all on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. took 15 seconds and it was funny and we know that everyone's up to date and we can continue on with the story. And it's that sort of humour too that, that, that yeah. really suits those characters and this show too. It's not like it's new for this season we have to get used to. Like that just seems so mm. so normal. Yeah, And I think, yeah, if they were that flippant in season one or two, it'd be like, oh, really? Mm. But they've been through so much now. Yeah. It's that thing where they can just go, okay, yeah, we're in trouble again, mm. and so they can they can find the the humor in that mm. um, because it's like, okay, we'll we'll just get to work and get ourselves back to where we need to be. And I feel like a lot through the first episode, but also this one that they seem to be going like every five minutes worth of uh, worth of screen time, there seems to be something else massive they need to get used to and some of the problem that is normal to those around them. And it's like, well, how does this work? This is the way that you live every day. And there's a moment towards the end of the episode where they get put into a room and all of a sudden they're, they're, someone's trying to kill them. Mm. And then when that person dies and then it's all done, it's like a bit of a purge. It's like some ritual and they're like, that guy didn't have to die. And she's like, yes, yeah, someone had to. I'm like, what the f- is this place like yeah i'm not i'm not so i don't know if they've thought that out yet maybe we'll get some more information on it but i feel like there was a couple of bits there that kind of like corrected each other so when tess is showing them around um she says everyone has a role to play to keep the lighthouse running Mm. so after you kill half a dozen people (laughs) who fills those roles Mm. so yeah so if everyone has a role does that mean everyone else just suddenly has that little bit extra work to do mm. or where do they where do they pull other people from to to fill in the people that they've just killed and so yeah, I don't I don't quite understand yeah it's not like there's people showing up every day mysteriously like the shield yeah, agents to fill, to fill gaps yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like how often do these culls happen it sounds like they happen every you know a couple of weeks or something like that yeah and it seems to be whoever 
Because what did that guy say? Oh, you haven't paid me, so I came up short, and that's why his little metric yeah. thing went red. Yeah, yeah. So it seems to be the poorest of them. Then the so in the Cree's eyes, the you know the the slowest workers, the ones that aren't getting paid the most, are the least useful. So they're they're being killed off. Mm. But then, yeah, is is yeah, I, I'm not sure. And I I haven't. I, it's only one complete, but two uh, two part episode introduction to this storyline and this setting. But I haven't really grasped the idea of like how big this station is that they're on, or how many people from Earth are on it. Like, yeah, there was that there was that shot really early on in the episode where they do that big zoom into like the big main crusty bit of earth mm. and they zoom in you can see kind of but it's hard to know perspective on that how yeah 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 how many levels how many people are there yeah is that all humans or are they elsewhere as yeah. well yeah yeah I, mean, I, I guess it's a big ask for two episodes in or mm. one double o, but i guess given that they've given us so much exposition already there's yeah there's just those couple of things that's like oh i need to know those to make a full picture. Yeah, to sell us on point on. three through eight, I need point one sort of really. Mm. Yeah, just just paint the picture for me and you know, it's a it's a little thing. Yeah. Well unrelated to this episode, but we are recording this about two weeks after it <laughs> uh, after it screened on uh, on Seven Flicks, but uh it is still relevant because uh production on Captain Marvel, starring Brie Larson, which comes out I think February eighth next year, has just started and so they've released the official cast list, which, related to this episode, does include one Clark Gregg, a.k.a. S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Phil Coulson. Now, this is a show set in the 1990s, so it will be before he is presumed dead in The Avengers. So he's very much an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Nick Fury's going to be there with two eyes. And they've also announced that, uh, talking about the Kree, Ronan the Accuser, obviously the bad guy from Guardians of the Galaxy, and... Who's Jaiman Honsu in Guardians oh, he, of the he's Galaxy? He's just Jaiman Honsu, really. <laughs> Jaiman just... Honsu from Guardians of the Galaxy. Who cares what his character name is? He's Jaiman Honsu. Yeah, like, yeah. That's all you need to he's know. A, he's such. Oh god, he's such a boss. That bloke. He's I love brilliant. him. Brilliant. He's going to be back as a Ronan, sort of like chief uh, assassin, go getter guy. And uh, yeah, so it's it's a lot of people unfairly, I think, calling it a, a prequel of sorts. But it will obviously feature some some story elements that are going going to naturally feed into Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. But it's kind of interesting that we're finding all this out while S.H.I.E.L.D. is, you know, obviously hitting full steam into its fifth season, does involve a lot of Kree stuff, but it is set in the future. But you still got to ask, while this show has been getting away from the cinematic side of storylines, how much is it going to tie into Captain Marvel, if yeah. at all? But you've got to ask that question when both of them are dealing with the Kree. Well, especially that, yeah, we're going to see Coulson in, in the 90s when Captain Marvel is set. Yeah. Maybe he'll only have scenes with um, Nick Fury. Mm. Maybe. Who knows? But given that this whole series, it's like Clark Gregg has been, or Phil Coulson, I guess, has been so in- integrated with the Kree. Mm. Like, that's what brought him back to life was the, the Kree blood and all yeah, that sort of yeah. stuff back in season like one and two. Um, and now we're dealing with the Kree. Cassius, uh, when he's like posturing out the window and stuff like that, mentions uh, something about, a, oh, it's a better view than anything on Hala. Hala being the Kree homeworld, right. which is the birthplace of Marvel and Ronan and obviously Cassius himself. Like, that's the Kree homeworld. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Phil wasn't there for that conversation. Gemma was. But it's it's interesting that so much of 
Colson's life will seem to revolve around around the Kree, mm. which will be quite interesting. Yeah, and one of my first questions then was like, oh, are they going to summon... Like, is Kree just naturally like a, you know, uh, some kind of life-saving drug almost? Or are they going to somehow tie in that his dealings with the Kree, if in fact he does in Captain Marvel, ha- unwillingly pave the way for him to, you know, be brought back to life using Kree blood or mm. whatever? But even, even that in itself, the fact that... Shield or or Hydra, you know, in the end, were harvesting Cree blood in season two of Agents of Shield that Phil Coulson found, and then found that that's what was used to bring him back. And I remember at the time asking, where the f- did they get Cree blood from? Like, mm. but this, and it's not like at all the MCU as a cinematic side of things is wanting to explain and answer questions asked by its TV spin-off show from <laughs> three years ago. But this is where they could come from. Like we could have a couple of Kree just either get killed on Earth or get taken prisoner and that's where the blood ends up. It, it probably will Yeah, with a box un- of Terrigen crystals, which yeah. is the ones that they found back that turned Daisy into Quake and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like it might go on and yeah, unintentionally fill in a few holes, some of which we didn't even know we needed answering for Shield from years past, which would be really cool to watch this back in the day, you know? Mm. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Captain Marvel. I love Brie Larson. I'm so glad that, that she's been cast, and it's a year away, but just to see, obviously, Nick Fury back in action, Coulson able to grace himself back onto the onto the big screen, but also how much they're going to use of Ronan and Jaimon Honsu without overusing them so that when they come to Guardians, it's like, well, what about all that other stuff that you just did? Like, use mm. them sparingly. But it's, again, cool. They're just, just tying everything together. and Yeah, you know. I just I just hope, specifically uh, Ronan and, and Jaiman, I don't want them to be set up too much no. for Guardians, given that there's like going to be like a 20-year gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you don't want to feel like Ronan and Jaiman have... <laughs> We're just calling him Jaiman. <laughs> um, like, I don't want to feel like they've just been frozen in time for 20 years while everything else has been happening because everything is so neatly tied up mm. so even if Ronan's just in the background and has a fight with Marvel and tells him what for and says I'm going to go start yeah. I'm going to go start my own religion with blackjack and hookers as Bender would say <laughs> um, and we don't see him for another 20 years great that's that's kind of all we need because so. did, did they basically resurrect him or, or like awaken him from a stasis at the start of Guardians because they like bathed know. him and stuff but was that just like some kind of I feel like that ritual. was like a, a ceremony ritual kind yeah. of thing. But yeah, right. they yeah. did kind of vague it up a little bit. Because the Kree so. like basically like disavowed him. Like at the start of Guardians, with, with the shit that he was doing, the Kree mm. homeworld were like saying to the guys in Nova, we're not part of this. We're not going to do anything about it, but he's not acting on behalf of that. So he's technically a Kree extremist, really. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be cool to he's, see yeah, that. He's if, a religious zealot. Yeah, if, if Ben Mendelsohn is is part of the Kree, whoever, like Ben Mendelsohn's been cast in Captain Marvel Everyone just assumed he's going to be the villain. He, he's played a great villain in Ready Player One. He was obviously in uh, in Star Wars uh, Rogue One as well, and a number of other things. He's just like such a great bad guy. So mm. I'm assuming he's going to be that in uh, in Captain Marvel. But if he is the villain, that maybe they do have yeah Ronan just somewhere in the background, and he is this extremist character that doesn't ever feature prominently in the story but that gives him a little bit more weight, and you understand why he's going so hard and so full on come Guardians time yeah, while and he's that's, like massacring thousands of people in the lead up the to the story. And that's the criticism I think Ronan had as as a Marvel villain mm. is that, yeah, his backstory was just wasn't fleshed out enough for yeah. us to care about him being this sort of maniacal mustache twirling, I'm going to destroy the world yeah. universe type thing. It's like, well, give us a reason why. Yeah, we yeah, might, yeah. You know, we so might it could be, be cool. Yeah, as much as we don't like prequel elements for the sake of making them a prequel element, it could be 
help that side of it out retrospectively give us a better MCU villain than mm. than we had without him featuring in, and in Captain Marvel. We'll get to see Coulson in that like young technology stuff they did to Tony Stark do you reckon in Civil yeah, War. That's what I'm wondering too. Do you reckon they're going to do that? Like, I guess if he features minimally in the movie, they're definitely going to do that. But I reckon if they don't, it'll just be like, eh, whatever. Clark Gregg's just always nah, looked No, I old. reckon they will because they've already... I saw some pictures of... They've done like an entire face casting mould of Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Because he's going to have two eyes in, yeah. in Captain Marvel. But do, so it's do you think pre- that that's all it is? Or do you think he, like... Is a scroll gonna like take him off? Is he like Could there's be. a theory online that this whole time Nick Fury has been a scroll? I don't want Ooh. that to be the case. I want him to be a good guy, nah. wanting to put together the Avengers because he's a human, but maybe a scroll does imitate him at one point and that's what they've got the cast for. I don't I don't think it could be it could be back then. I, I think that's definitely a possibility. I don't know if the whole time Nick Fury could have been a scroll. No. Because and again, I don't know all of my scroll sort of history. But I think if they impersonate someone, if you like cut into them, I don't think they have like human organs and bleed red blood. So yeah, it's like yeah. when he faked his own death in um, uh, Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier, mm. I think that would have given him away as as being a scroll. I think, yeah, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't think he's. I think it would be ridiculous just to have the twist for twist sake. If yeah. they, if that, why, they said why that's would what a scroll form the Avengers? Why yeah, would he do? yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't do all but even just the stuff. other stuff that Nick Fury's been a part of, just this the idea. Of him showing up in the post credit scene in Iron Man saying, you're becoming part of a bigger universe, you just don't know it yet. And it's like, well, that's cool. He's he's known about Captain America. He knows there's this soldier out there from the 40s that had superpowers, you know, probably aware of the Hulk at that stage because he was in hiding by that point. But the idea that 15 years earlier or so, he was fighting, this, and he was probably aware of Wakanda as well, I guess, mm. but he was fighting or at least found himself involved in another alien war going on. And now he's like, man, there's this shit, there's shit up there. We need to be ready. And it just makes sense why he was so adamant he needed to put this thing together. You yeah, know? Makes and maybe really he was even exciting. hiding it from the World Security Council, like at the start of Avengers. He was arguing with them. We need these guys. And they're like, no, I don't think we do. I don't think we should trust them. He's like, I'm not going to tell you why, but there's some, there's some shit that's going to happen. There's shit that's going to go down. So... I'm really excited for it for probably the reasons that have nothing to do with the actual film itself, which is what it could mean <laughs> to the other movies. But um, anyway, yeah, like I didn't mean to go on that much of a, a sidetrack from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I did really like this episode. I probably like the first half of Orientation uh, more than the second, but again, you watch it as a, as a whole story. It's a pretty cool way to kick off the new season Yeah, I think if you were able to watch these S.H.I.E.L.D. back-to-back, you'd be able to sort of, you know, track it a little bit better and yeah. that sort of stuff, but... Overall, tell you what, May picked up flying that ship pretty quick. Oh, like, mate. She's, you know. She's May. She's May. Yeah. Ming no when, mate. What can't she do? Oh, preach. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, seven flicks. If there's any more double parters, please just play them back to back for the rest of the season. Yeah. We, we'd appreciate that. That'd In the great. meantime, uh, yeah, you can check it out. Seven flicks Tuesday nights. Check your local guides. Uh, I know Daylight Savings. Again, we're, we're recording this a couple of weeks late, but Daylight Savings ends uh, this coming weekend. So, well, uh, we should be on par. as when It's going to be 7.30, no matter where you are around the country. But otherwise, check your local guides. Uh, you can check out our, if you are joining us for the first time, our part one explanation and review and discussion of uh, Shield's premiere episode for season five uh, on our Get Into Geek podcast. You can find them wherever you like. 
to find your podcast. But iTunes and SoundCloud, the links are all there on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. You want to drop us a bigger line, go into some more detail, explain some stuff to us that maybe Maddie and I don't know. More so me. Maddie knows a lot more than I. Get into geek <laughs> at gmail.com. Myself, you want to come and talk some Marvel, Shield, anything. You want to talk some geek stuff at Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. Maddie? Uh, at High Pitch Maddie on Instagram. Hit that boy up. In the meantime, check out some more Agents of Shield on DMs. Tuesday night. And we'll be back to talk episode three next week. Get into geek.com.